listening to Mystic Fix, a program for the whole being, with Julia Gordon Brammer on News Talk STL. Welcome to Mystic Fix. I'm your host, Julia Gordon Brammer. Today's show is in alignment with the Empress Tarot card. The Empress is our great creative mother because, of course, mothers create, and she is about abundance and plenty. And I thought that would be a great tie-in with the idea of spirituality and food. So today we're going to be talking to my very close friend, Sharon Tutko, who is a chef and who makes a practice of merging food with meditation and connection. Then we'll talk with psychic Janine Kim about the energy of food. And of course, we'll close it out with some tarot. So uh, first, let's meet Chef Sharon Tutko. Hi, Sharon. So Sharon, you and I have known each other for a lot of years. Um, we ha- have a regular Buddhist women's group uh, practice, and Sharon has participated in my A Course in Miracles study group. And uh, so I, I hear all these great stories from Sharon, uh, uh, food-related stories. Uh, she is a private chef and has been a caterer uh, for, let's say, 30 years as a private chef, uh, 20 of those years in St. Louis. Uh, she's classically trained at the California Culinary Academy in San Francisco. Uh, she's been a culinary instructor. Am I saying that right, or is it culinary? Culinary. Okay. You know, okay. I, so. you have an accent, you're from some other country, am I? <laughs> it, it shows that I know nothing about cooking, okay? Um, I, I've learned a lot from Sharon, but still not enough to do it on my own. <laughs> uh, so so Sharon's also a certified health coach, and I know she's done a lot of studies with nutrition and, and that sort of thing. So Sharon, tell us, what is the soul of food as you see it, and how, you, how do you relate this to health, and, and especially gut health? See, the soulfulness of food, um, it's really a compilation of a few things. The soul of food is the energetics we put into it, the blessing, the presence, the awareness, the I'm going to take a bite and, oh my God, thank you so much for this. It's going to do well for my body. Mm. It's also the sourcing. If there is a dinner that you're eating that comes out of a box and you add water, there's not a whole lot of life and vitality there. But if it's from fresh produce, if it's from freshly sourced eggs or dairy or vegetables, there's a lot more living organisms that can really bump up the nutrition value. So it's very conscious eating, right? And where does the source, the source comes from the ground. Where's the ground? I mean, you have water and sun and earth and air and all those things are life. Yeah. So the more life we put into our body, the more connection we have. And so that's where the soul really comes in. Mm. There's soulfulness also that comes from tradition, maybe recipes that we've handed, have been handed down from and we're embodying grandma or great grandma or a tradition or a, a cultural or a so all the memories, the feelings yeah. around food and meals and yeah. yeah, okay. Think of a seder, or think of you know that there's so many beautiful dishes that can come from there that are really passed down and have history. So it's like a ceremony. Yeah, yeah. And when we think about oh wow, the last time I had butternut squash soup was when I was with six girlfriends and we were at blah blah blah. There's a memory component to it. Uh-huh. So 
a memory could be a bad moment too. <laughs> sure. So, soul doesn't always mean, ah, you know, it could also mean, oh no, I'll never eat a Snickers bar. The last time I had one, I threw up. <laughs> right, right. Which actually happened. <laughs> 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 you know, like you get TMI, the, Sharon. The first, the first thing you eat. Yeah. After being sick, and you're like, oh, oh, hell no. Uh huh. <laughs> right. So it's memories and it's feelings. Um, too many of us aren't thinking when we're eating. We just grab something and we're in a hurry and maybe, you know, chewing while you're driving and, and also talking on Bluetooth to, you know, your boss and everything is go, go, go. Yeah. And, and so we don't stop. We don't slow down. Yeah. Um, and, and so you're talking about bringing this consciousness back then. And in doing so, when we can chew, you know how, I don't know, I was always told, chew, chew your food. And it's the first place for digestion to happen. If we wolf our food down and chew, don't chew it well enough, then our, we overtax our gut. Mm-hmm. And our gut has hydrochloric acid. That's all great. But can it break down stuff down? And you see, there is so much in, in this um, course that I was taking in functional medicine, the amount of digestive illnesses that are happening in this culture these days interesting has so much to do with improper digestion. That could also mean we're eating under stress, and stress shoots all kinds of chemicals into our gut. That, the, the hormonal stress and the eating and um, it, it too fast and not consciously, that just does a whopper on... Even uh, the, no pun intended, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it even the elimination is uh-huh. difficult, right? It goes in. It's how it goes in. How it's digested. Are we mindful? Is there a universal energy we're able to imbue and body in it through grace? So you're talking about cultivating an awareness yeah. for what we're eating and where it comes from, and it, it's making me think now of a grace. You talked about saying grace over the food and. And uh, I, I remember a grace that I, I read uh, and shared with a group of people uh, about going all the way back to the seed that, you know, something was planted and thanking the person who planted it and the person who cultivated it and, and, and the person who harvested it yes. and then the person who put it into the baking. Yes. And, yeah, yeah. yeah and don't forget the distributors, the truck drivers, the, <laughs> right. the, the guys who are at the grocery store making a beautiful display. Right, all of that. These, That's a lot onion, of energies. This onion got touched by how many hands? And so, hmm, you know, there's that aspect of being able to really just connect on such a, uh, on a broader scope. Yeah. It's, it, it's, there's a slow food movement is a really, uh, really powerful movement that was started in the, I believe in the 80s, um, by Carlo Petrini in, in Italy. And it, it was a revolt against, um, you know, some fast food chains coming into the Piazza di España, and they just didn't want that because of, wow, it's going to upset our culture, right? To answer your question, optimally to eat close to where we live uh-huh. is the best nutrition, but we can't all move to Costa Rica. Sure. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> Costa Rica might have different ideas. But, <laughs> but I mean, we are so blessed to be in a country that has just so much resource, yeah. right? Right. Um, but and, and gratitude. I mean, isn't that a part of it also? You, to, you're acknowledging how blessed we are. Yeah. And even, you know, I think I read somewhere that the poorest American who is like 
what, a homeless person living under a bridge still has 30 times more resources than someone in a third world country. Isn't that uh, amazing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, they can still get clean drinking water. They can yeah. still get food, you know, handouts, maybe not the food they want or, yeah. or whatever, but but there are resources. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we have so much, uh, so many blessings. And yeah. I think gratitude's a big part of it. Gratitude is huge. And also eating together. One of the really fun models that I do um, is six around the stove. So mm. either six girlfriends or three, two, three couples. Hello, I'm adding. Um, and we all engage in making of the meal and then sit down together. You know, when I when used to teach for a long time at the uh, Viking Culinary Store, which is now gone, um, that was one of my favorite things to do. Was mm. to have it was actually a group of twelve, so you had four teams, and each team did the same menu, same recipes, and you'd have again the soulfulness. Each group of three, it was the same recipe, uh-huh. but just maybe a different presentation or a different energy or a different. Okay. Maybe I'm sensitive to energy and presentation uh-huh. just because I'm around the food a lot. So. Yeah. I might be off base for the average person, but, uh, you know, if you're a restaurateur and you have different chefs working different shifts and you have the same recipe, you would hope that it's identical, but you can always tell. Yeah. You can always Well, tell. you as a caterer, I mean, presentation is so much of catering too. And I, I do not, uh, I don't have that gift. <laughs> <laughs> for me, I and cook I it and I put it on the card plate. To save my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're talking about like what else we can do. Maybe slow down when we're halfway through our plate and and check in. Mm. I know it's it's so fun to eat. I mean, I love eating. I just love eating. Uh-huh. You know. Um, People have a lot of baggage around eating. They have a lot of baggage. You know, all the all the people who yeah. are overweight and struggling with that. And, yeah. and I've told you in my past, um, as a teen, I was bulimic and, and I hated food. And I, I felt that when I had to eat, I felt like I was failing myself sure. in, that, in that skinny Cheryl Teague's model kind of era. Um, and I'm, I'm beyond that, thank goodness. And now yeah. it's about putting in, you know, things that sustain me and, and are healthy and feel good. Um, but I still have a little bit of a wrestling match with it, honestly, you know, with just, oh, too much fat or, or too high calories or sugar's my weakness. Mm-hmm. I, I love sugar. Mm-hmm. I, you know, that that's my my guilty pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I try not to have too much of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And interestingly enough, I think the more we even it, the more we educate ourselves about what sugar is actually doing, mm-hmm. um, it still feels good. And. So there's no like perfect way to be. I feel like it all belongs, but education certainly is a way to come around full circle. If we could have more nutritionists um, uh, than doctors, maybe we'd have less sickness. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you know, I truly feel that food can heal and the intelligence that made the body can heal the body. And so if we understand what we're eating when we eat sugar, if it's pure sugar, I think it's a huge difference between pure sugar uh, and, I mean, even honey, molasses, the unrefined sugars, uh-huh. and the, the fake sugars. Right. Because those, 
wreak havoc on the endocrine system. And oh. the average person doesn't know that. And so they, you know, so there's so mm-hmm. much about nutrition. And I get it. I get food manufacturers need to give shelf life to food, to feed the masses. Okay, it has to stay on the shelf longer. But shelf life has a correlation to health life. Mm. So you think of all those chemicals that process it, and the goal is to keep this food in in one sort of state, right, for as long as possible. And that goes into our body and is doing what to us? Right. (laughs) Yeah. And our liver says, I don't know what this is. And Uh so they'll try it again. It'll try the body. will try it again to digest. And if and then I'll put it into a fat cell, a little fat hotel, I call them. <laughs> no, can't get rid of it. Don't know what to do with it. Let's just stick it over there. And oh, then how interesting. that hotel just gets overcrowded. And so more hotels and more hotels. And yeah. You have this avoir du poids. You know? <laughs> and you have these, this extra fat carrying around. And so, yeah. So, and it's not about how much you weigh. And for me, it's just how you feel. Yeah. Are you going to bed? at night, getting good sleep, food has a lot to do with that. I think if we were to view mental health through the lens of nutrition and see that it has so much to do with it, I, I don't know, where, where's the collective to say, okay, we got to change this. Right. I don't know. It starts individually. Yeah. It starts with us. Yeah. Sharon, how can listeners reach you if they wanted to get you to cook for them or get a lesson from you or, or whatever? <laughs> well, Instagram is the way to the, the Healthy Gut Chef is probably my best way. I've, I'm semi-retired. I've gone off the radar. I'm going to go deeper into studies of the Ayurvedic uh, uh, medicine. And when I come up and emerge from that... Um, my goal is to end up being in retreats and doing chefing for yoga teachers and uh, um, wellness leaders that want to add uh, cooking. Uh, Love as, it. It's part of, you know, a fun way to bring in healing the body on all levels through, the, through food. So, and they can also bug you. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Julia at mysticfix.com. <laughs> um, and, and to be quite honest, you know, the, I, I've been all of my career, I'm blessed to pretty much uh, word of mouth and handheld. So, Wonderful. Yeah, especially Wonderful. here in St. Well, we have to wind it up here, <laughs> but still ahead, we have the intuitive guide and psychic Janine Kim and some more tarot card readings for lucky callers right here on 1019 and 941 News Talk STL. We are back with Mystic Fix and Janine Kim, who is a mystic, intuitive healer, 5D astrologer, medium, teacher, yoga instructor, and holistic health practitioner. Woo! Janine, I think one of the most interesting things about your resume is that you began as a former IPO trader in the finance industry. <laughs> I think that's interesting too, Julia. <laughs> I did. I, I did. Yes, I did. Yeah. So, so what was the, the evolution? Were you always spiritual, even in finance? 
believe it or not, I was. I had this secret life where I'd go home to my high rise in Chicago and I would read, you know, Shirley MacLaine books um, behind the curtains and I was doing yoga continuously all through the 90s and studying holistic uh, health yeah. as well and really jumping on the organic uh, food journey, the food connection. Okay, food awesome. Life. And food, of course, is the main thing that we are here to talk about today. So, yeah. you know, I, I know that you are about energy first. And, right. and food, of course, gives us energy in the most literal physical sense. But why don't you talk about food energy in, in other forms or in or other ways that you might describe it? Great. Sure. Yeah. It's, um, you know, food is, it's alive in some form, you know, prior to um, our ingesting it. But there is an essence there, you know, energy and essence. And quite literally, you are what you eat. And so in many of the ancient traditions of learning about holistic care, food was medicine and as a form of empowerment. And so say, for instance, you're high energy. So what you can do is consume things to really soothe that and balance out your yin, your yang, the different elements within your system. And then an amazing healthy byproduct kind of ensues. So, you know, when we eat the food, we are eating what happened to it before it came, uh, who handled it, you know, what it's made of, its essence. And then that, of course, informs not only ourselves, but every other aspect of our being. Yeah. So um, if I may ask a personal question, are, are you vegetarian or vegan or do you only do organic or all, you know, uh, it, it does, how does that affect your choices? Right. I, um, I am not vegetarian. I did. I was vegetarian for years back in the nineties when I couldn't find clean organic foods. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, it wasn't that easy again, living in Chicago. I think there was one whole foods on the, on the West side of the city <laughs> it took too long to get to, but I was vegetarian for a bit. And then I listened to my body and I moved into eating meats, incorporating meats, but for the most part, it's been meats and, uh, you know, produce and things that are not hard, hard to pronounce or, you know, easy on the uh -huh. ingredients, which 20 some years ago was hard to achieve. So now I, everything is organic for me with, without question. Okay. And, um, and I also really just listen to my body and I try to stay away from processed foods, the sugars, things like that, but I'm not too rigid. I do more seasonal eating as well. Right. So, so carefully sourced, um, what what do you think about with the meat, you know, and and the, and where they come from? I mean, there's different kinds of quality of meat. There's the industrial grade farming, which I cringe over a lot, and I always try not to go that direction myself. Um, I, I I'm mostly pescatarian with a little bit of poultry, uh, but right, yeah, but very very careful with that. Um, and 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 my feeling is just. If an animal has spent even its short life suffering in a crate, I don't want to pick up that energy. Spot on. When you said it, you, you gave me chills. And that is actually was the beginning of what inspired me on this journey back in the 90s. I was reading Prevention Magazine. I was reading Dr. Andrew Weil. All of the, the people who've carried this wisdom from our ancestors 5,000 years ago, you know, ago with traditional Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine as well. 
they weren't aware of the chemicals we have today, but the premise that, you know, if you are what you eat, if that animal is afraid, if it hasn't been joyful and loved in a way that just loved, meaning respected, it's, you know, what it needs to survive in a conscious way, you are eating that as well. And same with the antibiotics. And that is what's my journey in the 90s. That was exactly it. And you think about, uh, and we're more aware now where we know that if you're afraid cortisol, 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 you freeze up and that's what you're imbibing. Yeah. That is what is, that is what feeds not only your body, but your presence. Right. Right. And and just think over these generations, um, allergies, um, you know, severe, like asthmatic reactions, all of these things uh, they think are probably tied to our diet. Uh, without a doubt, it's uh, a diet and the way in which uh, the rhythm in which we live as well. I, I see in my practice and over the almost 30 years of living this way myself, absolutely without a doubt, it's the food sources. Mm-hmm. You know, our bodies are, we have to process everything we take in, whether it's food or information. Our organs need to work on that energy so we can process it mentally, emotionally, physically. When there's too much there, there's a rejection of it. And it's trying to say stop too much. And that creates this inflammation, which Mm -hmm. is the foundation and the basis for how everything else works or doesn't work. So when you say too much, you don't mean too much actual food or do you? Um, do, do you mean too much of, you know, chemicals, uh, en- the n- energy of the animal that it came from, perhaps, or if you can elaborate? Sure, sure. Um, all of it, really. Okay. It's, you know, we eating consciously, I think, answers your question about the amount of food. When we really get tapped into what our needs are, you know, we listen to our own rhythm I've heard this time and time again from clients and even myself, you realize how much you really need and how much you really don't. Mm -hmm. And then too much of those chemicals, they are stored in your system. And if you don't have time to, or or space for your body to process that and remove it, it just keeps storing it. And I call it like that one closet. I know we all kind of have in the house (laughs) or maybe a couple closets. like, well, I don't know what to do with this. I'll put it away for later because we're just consuming, we're consuming, we don't leave any space for that to leave. Of course, there's holistic ways and healing mechanisms that could help you to create space to let that leave your system. But mm-hmm. those that don't, it just builds up. And yeah. yeah. And, and, and you were, you were talking about energy and, and all of this food was alive, but some of this processed food was never alive. And we're putting that into our bodies. And that's kind of gross to think about. It is gross. <laughs> It, it's, it's gross and it's curious. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, well to step into, uh, you know, you, you talk about nutrition and yoga go hand in hand for you and, and you had the expression of getting embodied and, and I love that. Um, uh, it explained to me, uh, to, to our listeners, what embodied is. It's really about, um, turning inward And being so attuned with yourself that that response 
overrides anything else out there. And I always, uh, you know, a great way to reflect on this is that your body is your baby. Your body is your baby. And I have two little boys. And so, you know, for them, it's like when you're in tune with your child and say, for instance, you want to go for coffee with a friend or whatever, tea with a friend, and you show up and the child's like, mm -mm, I'm not having it, turns around and leaves. We say, okay. And we just take, you know, for the most part, we try to say, okay, this isn't working. Let's turn around and go. But uh, we don't do that for our bodies. Do we mm. ever turn and ask ourselves, do we really want this? Do we really need this right now? Yeah. We eat so much out of habit. Out of habit. Right. Mm -hmm. And so being embodied is just turning within and really understanding your rhythms, your needs, and how they're ever changing. Wow. Okay. Um, you wrote that there's a, a quantum messaging of, of foods and herbs and nutrition. Can you, you know, explain that? Absolutely. Um, well, this really kind of touches on, from, for my sake, um, quantum meaning the most finite aspect of it. It's, it's the food's intention when it, why it's here, when it's here. And we don't have to necessarily imagine that the food is sitting there hmm, thinking, I mean, but who knows, <laughs> but, but there is a reason why it is there. And if you watch animals or if you watch how it grows, you could see that they're aware of what that is. Yeah. And so when we connect with these herbs on that level, even the vitamins that we take, just pause for a moment and connect. Okay, vitamin C, I know what you bring to the plate. As you go into my system, go for it. Just have that moment of connection, that moment of pause, that moment of embodiment of I see you, you're coming in me. And that's, yeah, that really adds a bit to it for sure. You're, you're making think of a, a healer friend of mine taught me uh, when I'm looking at a supplement and considering it for my body to hold it in my hand and see how my body reacts to it if I feel drawn close to it or, or a pushing away. And, uh, and it's such a subtle thing, but it, it's very interesting because we do seem to have some sort of physical reaction, even to holding something. Uh, <laughs> and I think it's a good test across the board with, with anything you, you consume or take in, maybe even with people. <laughs> yes, yes, and yes, yes, <laughs> always. Uh, that's exactly what I'm meaning in every way. And uh, it's kinesiology, if, if you want to put a word to it, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, so Janine, you are, uh, gosh, you've got a lot going on here. When I look at your calendar, you're a mentor, and you do one on one mentorships. Would you like to say a little something about that? Sure, absolutely. Um, the mentorships I do, uh, there's three basic, uh, or the three main ones, I should say, and one of it works more with energetics. The other one is an amalgamation of energy and uh, astrology, seeing what your elements, what your tendencies are, putting all that patterning together. And then there's one about um, the ancestry, that which we come from and kind of clearing okay. out the storylines around that as well. Yeah. So, so I wrote down the titles of these. One is called Into the Mystic, which is my favorite Van Morrison song. <laughs> Me too. Me Great too. song. Um, and, and so, so that's, the first one you mentioned, that's 
okay. And then the ancestral alchemy workshop. And then um, four elements I have it working with, with your chart, that, that's your astrological chart, correct? Right. And your nutrition, which is a fascinating approach. I've never heard astrology combined with nutrition before. So unique. And, uh, and exciting to me, I'm going to have to get this done. <laughs> so, so, um, it, it can, can you elaborate? How long have you been doing this? What kind of, uh, experiences have you had, uh, with, with some of your clients? I, I know you work with clients across the world. I do. Yeah. Just <clears throat> really profound, solid, um, fundamental shifts that they can carry with them and then also work with it. You know, the whole point of this work is to give people a sense of empowerment, not just kind of reaching for the next thing, but to see all that as opportunity and then take it inward and choose for themselves. And no two snowflakes are alike. And, you know, my first, I mean, I've loved astrology since I was a child, Mm -hmm. um, long time ago when you used to get those little scrolls at the grocery store for like a quarter or something with your horoscope on there. (laughs) But um, so I, I, but I understood the patterning the older I got when I did my main training, but I started to link that to traditional Chinese medicine, which is my main form of study, and then Ayurvedic, and they all deal with elements and they all deal with seasonal change. And when I looked at the chart, that's all I saw. Oh wow! Of all the fire, all the water, are the all the earth in our chart, and some people have more than others. So correspondences, and- even with Chinese astrology and the Indian Ayurvedic, I mean, completely different cultures here, but they, they correspond. They're basically giving you the same message is what you're saying. They do. And they were built off of each other, you know, 5,000 years ago, 3,000 to 5,000 years ago. Oh, I and, love that. And they, they kind of branched out and brought their own wisdom to it. It's beautiful. I love that. Um, well, finally, uh, you have the Tribe Collective on Patreon. Uh, tell, tell us about that. Some people don't even know what Patreon is. So, so give us a quick overview. Awesome. And you know what? I understand because I didn't know what Patreon was <laughs> for the longest time. I'm not a techie. I'll tell you that. But a Patreon is a great way. It's kind of like radio, uh, mm-hmm. the beauty of what radio is all about. But it's uh, donation-based. It's, it's called donation-based. So you're a you're actually, you know, a patron of somebody's work. And so I have three different tiers there and you receive my channels. And whenever I um, do a channel, I do it for the collective that is there. I just don't intend uh, for, for, you know, just the information I intend for the healing frequency and the information for who's ever in that group. And they'll receive it monthly, weekly, special event for astrology, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, so Janine, how can people reach you if the, if they want to reach out, connect? My website, uh, JanineKim.com. Yeah. All right. And you are offering our listeners a 20% discount on a full session with uh, the code MysticFix20. Our spiritual journey tonight will begin. Can't outrun your fate. Let me tell you about you. I know who you are, what you are, and why you have come. Take a good look at these cards, young man. They contain all the secrets of the universe. What does it say? I'm Julia Gordon Bramer, and this is Mystic Fix on 1019 and 941 News Talk STL. 
Let's take our first tarot card caller. Uh, I'm talking to Victor. Victor, what's your question? Uh, my question is, um, I've been doing some wondering about what is my purpose? Oh. Uh, I have some things. I'm, what is my purpose in life? All right. What aim should I go for? All right. Let's take a look. Okay. So this is pretty interesting, Victor. Um, first of all, we start with the King of Swords. Excellent card. Um, you are a strong, masculine man. Swords are sharp, so you're you're smart. Um, you know, you're you're, you're you show definitely uh, to be kind of you know more more masculine, more macho. Uh, but you've got the Sun in reverse, and I feel like uh, you know life isn't quite as bright as you would like it to be. Um, the Sun is like a spotlight, and I do feel that you're somebody who who needs that, who needs a little bit of attention, and you're not getting it. You've got the Hermit in reverse, and the Hermit is our card of the wise man, or uh, and it can even be the scholar, but it does look to me like there's some more education for you ahead. There's something else to learn, whether it's a, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to mean you have to get a college degree. It can mean some sort of certification or training, but there's something like that. Now, your top okay. card is the devil in reverse. Super interesting because I am seeing, you know, your ultimate direction looks to be around helping people in forms of um, devil can be addiction, depression, panic, anxiety. You have energy going to helping people with this sort of situation. So I could see you as some sort of counselor or therapist, or, you know, running some sort of program or something. But as I said, it comes after some education. And it looks like that's where you will really find your power and where where the sun will be on you. <laughs> um, it is showing with the Four of Swords as your next card. Uh, part, of, part of you healing others is going to be around healing yourself, too. So there is a, a personal gain uh, with you getting this knowledge and this learning that you are going to be healing, you know, doing your own work on yourself and bringing it out to the world. Uh, I'm seeing with the, the three of wands, you've got a lot of opportunity. And the ace of cups here is just saying that even before you do all of this, you have another new job coming. So like within the year, uh, I, I'm not worried about you, um, you know, being gainfully employed. You, you're showing as, as being employed this year. But as far as your life direction, I think it's around healing people with addiction, depression, panic, and anxiety. Ah, uh, very interesting. Very yeah. interesting. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, okay. You, you're ultimately a healer. And that king energy, you're doing it from a position of strength. You're not, you're not settling into victimhood, you know. You're kind of owning your role in life and your choices. And I see you being a leader and helping other people to do the same. So good for you. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank cool. You. All right. Great talking to you. Take care. Okay. Okay. Yes, Bye-bye. Hello? Hey, Agnes. This is Julia. And are you ready for your tarot card reading? Yes. Let me just pull over here quickly. Okay. Okay. And uh, what is your question for me today? Um, I got two new neighbors, and I'm just kind of curious if um, I should 
move or if I should confront them about the noise because now I can't have peace at home. Okay, <laughs> noisy <that>. neighbors <laughs> and, and how to handle it. All right, a problem a lot of people can probably relate to. All right, let's take a look here. All right, so your first card, I mean, right off the bat, you do show with this three of pentacles, like it, it's all dependent on the contract. And it looks to me like you're fulfilling the contract. So I don't see you breaking a lease or, or anything like that. Um, the star card says, and the fool card here, says this is an opportunity for you to get out. I, I do believe you're getting out of there. Um, so your lease is up soon, is that correct? Um, yes. So it expires in July, and I have to let them know two months in advance. So by the end of April, I have to decide what I want to do. Got it. So you've got the Two of Swords in reverse as your center card here, uh, which, of course, can mean two, two months. Um, but but in reverse, it is uh, a splitting. It is saying that this is not a perfect match for you anymore. <laughs> so uh, So I see you going. I look at it with this Fool card as an opportunity for something better. So um, it looks to me, uh, your final card here is the seven of cups in reverse. It, you almost look too tired to dream for anything better <laughs> right now. I'm just seeing like like um, it feels like even getting a goal or a dream feels uh, like a hassle for you, but it will work out for the best. And yes, you need to get out of there. That's good news. <laughs> okay. Thanks so much. All right. Okay. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hello. Hi, Angie. This is Julia over at Mystic Fix. What's Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. What's your question for me today? Well, I actually do have a question. And I was wondering, how can I tap into my true passion, my true purpose? Okay, okay. That's the second time we got asked that today. This is a oh, must be a time wow. that everyone's thinking of it. How fascinating. And it's even similar. Uh, This is when tarot amazes me because I've had two callers before you and I've been shuffling. And the first true purpose kind of question had some similar cards. So, oh, my gosh, I know that's funny. It is. It is very interesting. So so we start out. I I, I would read it slightly different from you uh, from that first caller. Uh, But there's some similar energies here. So the first card is the Hermit in Reverse, which is saying that you do need some more education or some more training. Uh, you don't have okay. all the knowledge yet to do the true thing, the, the real thing. Now, the next card, the Devil in Reverse, uh, this can be addiction, depression, panic, anxiety. For the other person that I looked at, that was what he was uh, working toward healing for other people. With you, okay. with you it's a little different. Um, with you, I think you're struggling with an aspect or aspects of this. So sometimes I call this card the American cocktail because we do mixes of addiction, depression, anxiety. And remember that addiction does not have to be negative. It doesn't have to look like drugs and alcohol. Uh, sometimes it can look like work or exercise. But um, you look a little obsessive, I'd say. And so I have I have some concerns that um, that the the kind of craziness here is uh, it, it's going to be a little bit of a struggle for you with regard to finding that truth about yourself that that inner passion 
Now, your center card is the Four of Swords, and this is a card of peace. It's a card that just says uh, that you need some chill time. Now, as your passion, I think it's going to lead you to that passion, but I just think you have a lot yet to, uh, to deal with here. So I, I'm, I'm concerned that you're, uh, you've got some healing to do before you can find okay. your true purpose. Now I am seeing things, I'm seeing things opening up for you, um, a lot of opportunity, and you have the Ten of Pentacles, which tends to be a card of homes, that sort of thing. Um, it can be real estate, it can be investments, uh, but there's there's money and homes and the family all around it. So that's where your energy is going right now. Um, but as I said, that true passion, that real success for you, it's going to be um, first around a personal healing because because uh, you are oh, showing okay. us battling with some some energies there. All right. OK. Well, oh. thank you so much. OK. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. Bye bye. Bye bye. Okay. Before we go. I want to thank our sponsor, Flight, who is doing uh, workshops at the Chosen Retreat Center in Sebastian, Florida. Flight is redefining the dance between the masculine and the feminine. Fascinating stuff, incorporating all kinds of Thai massage and acro yoga and, you know, just incredible. Uh, visit at Flight on Instagram for videos, links, and more information. To schedule a personal tarot card reading or event with me, or to put your name in the hat for book giveaways, or to get a reading on the show, visit mysticfix.com. I'm Julia Gordon Bramer, and we'll see you next time right here on News Talk STL 1019 and 941. Have a great week.